Hi everyone, thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela and I'm your host. Let's get started. So hi, Emily, how are you doing today? I'm grading yourself. I'm doing well. I'm glad it's Friday. Oh, I think it's Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time, all the time. So cool. So first, I just want to say thank you for being here and um, for talking to us. I'm excited to hear about you and your work and, of course, about your work as a bodybuilder. <laughs> so the first question I have is um, if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself, your discipline, and what year you are. Yeah, for sure. So I'm an active duty human resource officer in the United States Army. I'm a captain. Um, I actually just made the majors list. So (laughs) I'm here uh, in the DC area and I'm studying at the University of Southern California distance learning for now. Um, The discipline is um, it's a doctorate in education with a focus on organizational change in leadership. And my research is pretty much based on the underrepresentation of women of color in senior management, specifically in technology. Really, really, really cool. Um, I have some, I've done a little bit of like look research into like young women in STEM. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's interesting to think about like the pipeline, right? Um, Younger students into like more professional work. Um, So kind of related in a way, um, I wanted to ask you, given that you are in the military, given that you're doing distance learning, um, how are you managing your self-care as a PhD (laughs) student? on top of all of that. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I think I've, I've hit some lows recently. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I know we'll get into it a little bit later about how to stay on a budget, but I've truly prioritized at least once a month um, getting massages, like sports therapy massages. Uh, I found that if you often go with like monthly packages, it does come out to be more cost efficient. Uh, so I stop at least once a month, at least I will go get that. I also started doing something that to be honest, is not me, but it's also like physical self-care. I started getting manis and petties like twice a month. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> you know, it, it really helped me. And I got to be honest, like my self-care right now at the age of 33 is truly making it to the gym eating well, um, focusing on my mental health, going to therapy, and also the gym, Mm -hmm. you know, and sleep. I, right now, it is my daily goal to get at least six to seven hours of sleep. As you know, when you're in grad school, you're lucky if you get three or four sometimes. And then if you're like myself, I also am a leader in the military and I work full-time and I'm a full-time doctoral student. So sleep is a precious gift. So that's how I prioritize my self-care right now. Oh girl. Um, okay. So have you always had these things in place, like in terms of what you felt like you needed to do to practice your self-care? Um, and if not, what got you to this point? You know, 
just to be totally transparent because I, I don't feel like as a society and especially people of color, I don't feel like we often discuss mental health the way that it should be. Um, I'm going to say about like five years ago was my first time I started experiencing real anxiety attacks. I mean, I brought it up to my family, but it was kind of like taboo and they're like, let's pray about it and let's drink water. It's going to be okay. You know what? You just need to go out for a run. And I was like, no, like I legit feel like I'm having a heart attack. Like this is not a joke. And so my mom would even make jokes like, oh, I have anxiety. And I'm like, no, like I'm telling you guys. So I stopped talking to my family about what I was experiencing. And thankfully, at the time, I was able to actually start seeing a therapist and at that present moment, I was actually a commander being, and you know, those daily, those hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual quotas, they really consume you and you're unable to meet those quotas. And that was the first time I got that. And I went through some therapy and for two years, I was able to kind of keep it controlled and didn't have to take medication or see therapists. But most recently, um, and I say recently in the last like 12, 18 months, I started experiencing random anxiety again. And that's when I said, you know what, you're doing the most right now and you're not stopping to sleep. You're not sleeping. You're going like days without sleeping. You need to go get some help or like talk to someone. And it took for me to literally hit exhaustion. I'm talking about I was finding myself sick all the time. And I didn't even need coffee to stay up. And I was like, you know what? We got issues, girl. It's time to check yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I got into that again. Interesting. I think it's it's unfortunate, but it's interesting that a lot of the people I talk to, like there's like this moment of like where you just hit a wall and it's like, I knew I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> I had to do my hair. I had to do like rock bottom, right? Um, before we kind of have like a light bulb goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the other thing that stuck out to me was the part about your family, right? Like how people just can like joke it off. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these are serious issues um, that we're dealing with. I think that like, especially because grad school is so particular, people just are like, oh, you're in school. Yeah, (laughs) it's expected. Right. No, this is not normal. (laughs) Like only I know what I'm going through. Um, Okay, so where does bodybuilding, bodybuilding fit into this? Yeah, super random how I started that. So when I was younger, you know, I was a little bit chunky. And my dad was also in the military. Um, And he's like, we're gonna go run. And I was like, oh, and I had asthma, like exercise induced asthma. So I was miserable. But then my dad really taught me about the gym. You know, we started doing strength training. At the age of 16, I started lifting, actually. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I was at the gym lifting, and then I actually used to be a competitive runner. Like, oh, you can kind of see some of the medals behind me. Not that I did that strategically, I probably. (laughs) (laughs) This is like my motivational wall, you know, of things. Um, But it was uh, in 2018, actually, I... I mean, I'm assuming it's okay to talk about this on the grad girl wellness, but I was like, I was so tired of people making fun of my pancake booty. So tired, you know, like I would always get teased. They're like, why is your butt so flat? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get into this. Cause when I went from like 2014 to 2016, I had tried um, TRX. I had tried CrossFit. I had tried those like fit 
fit thick journeys and I could just not grow my glutes. And I was just so tired of people teasing me. Even my dad teased me one time and I was like, enough is enough. So then I, I my first coach, he's awesome. He's the one that introduced me to it. And he said, you have a frame for this. And I'm like, whatever. And I'm super like introverted. I am so conservative. Like I, there'll be times where I think I look like I'm just like showing too much skin. And my friends are like, you, you legit look like you're going to a business meeting. But for me, I'm like, I'm too provocative. I'm going to put on a sweater. And he's like, no, literally do it. So then I decided in 2000. 18 that I would start becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable because I'm just gonna say it I have issues with control and I like to be in control of situations Mm -hmm. and when you are uncomfortable you have zero control of what the outcome is going to be and that's how I got into bodybuilding I knew that it was something I'd always wanted and I knew eventually I'd have to get on stage and expose myself in the most vulnerable state I've ever been in. And I wanted to accomplish that. And that's how I ended up becoming a bodybuilder. That is like, I respect you so much because I wanted to like go into bodybuilding and it just never happened. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not- late. <laughs> you, know, you might see me on Instagram in a year or two, like, you know, on somebody's <laughs> So how is that going for you now? Like, have you done the competitions and whatnot? Yeah, so so weird. So like, I actually got, I, I did my first competition and I came home with like, I won the true novice, which means like someone who's never competed before. And then um, I want to say I placed uh, also uh, at first in the novice. And then that means someone that had competed, but had never won anything. I, I competed like in three divisions and then I placed like fourth in the open, which is like anybody can compete in that. And then after that, I wanted to become nationally qualified because you have to become nationally qualified before you um, go to a national stage where you compete to become a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's do one more competition. And I, I don't know if you notice on my Instagram about this, but I, I also have a pituitary tumor. So I started struggling trying to get leaner in order to get competitive. But at that point, I don't know, all of a sudden, like my body just started reacting really well to the uh, macronutrients that was being given to me and the training I was doing. So then I go to Miami and I compete and I, I won my class. No, I won. I won. Uh, I got nationally qualified. And I was like ready to go to my next competition because I wanted to win an overall. And that's when my body stopped reacting. My stomach was so swollen for 12 months. I was convinced I had like gut bacteria or something. I went to some of the best stomach gut GI people in Houston at the time. And turns out it was just that my pituitary was triggering my prolactin, which was affecting the hormones throughout my body. So I took the last uh, 18 months off and literally on Monday, I just started prepping for my next season. Um, So hopefully this year I'll be on a national stage at some point. Wow. That, that, that's, that's a journey. And that's commitment too, right? Like having to go through all of those experiences, but you're still committed to it. So, okay. You're doing all of this and you're still in grad school. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'm curious Cause like you're throwing out all these like scientific terms and whatnot. And so like, to me, that's like something you have to learn also. 
in addition to like everything you're studying. So like, how do you have the time to like be in the gym and doing all of this to prep? So uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was pre-med when I initially started. And then, so I, unfortunately my, and my last year of college, I was in a bad car accident. So I was like, I just want to graduate. So I have a degree in English with a minor in chemistry and dietetics, but I was just a semester short of becoming a dietitian and then getting uh, my registered dietitian license. So I do have a little bit of a background in that, uh, but I'm just going to keep it real. Like, you know, you asked me earlier about self-care and in the past 90 days, I truly learned sometimes self-care is literally doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So for the past I want to say I had some rough moments between November and December where like I physically wanted to go to the gym. I just couldn't get there. I still maintain uh, my meals for the most part, but I took my birthdays in October. So from October to up until last week, mentally, I had to disengage from everything. And it just worked out that we were on uh, winter break still. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian woman and I believe God God works in the most mysterious ways and he plans your life according to how it's supposed to be. I needed that time. I needed to take time off of training, time off of like restrictive eating and time off from school and time off from work. So I feel like recharged, but do I always have time now? Like I have to make up a cardio session on my rest day on Sunday and I haven't physically been to the gym, the real gym, like gold's gym. In such a long time that the other day I went, I was like, oh gosh, I feel like people know I haven't been here in a while. <laughs> so I don't always make it, but I make it work. Even if it's at home or like in the condo building where I live, I'll do something. I got to keep it moving because I did recognize that it affects my my overall well-being mm-hmm. if I don't get moving. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, I, I like what you said. Like, I don't always make it, but I make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Like that should be, I think that might be the title for this. Um, <laughs> and so uh, another question I have in that, that I ask other people is like, how has like bodybuilding and your focus on fitness impacted your schoolwork or like how you approach your work? You know, I, I think it comes, I think a lot of leaders um, find themselves needing some sort of routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be quite frank, once uh school was over and we started winter break I at the time I was even in a relationship and I found myself having like all this free time even though I was still working like 12 18 hour days but free time and that I had weekends or I wasn't pulling all-nighters and I was like mm, what am I supposed to do now you know like wait wait what are you doing? Well, let's hang out. Let's do this. And I found myself actually needing the routine again. And so bodybuilding actually helps me stay on track. Uh, this, this season, I'm actually with a coach and I've decided to stay on a meal plan instead of counting my carbs, fats, and proteins. I actually like being on a meal plan now, even though I thought I wouldn't, because I don't have to think like I'm a fit foodie. I like creating food, but now I know for breakfast, I'm going to eat this many grams of egg whites, one egg, this much oatmeal and this many uh, blueberries. And that's it. You know, whereas before I'd be like, oh, I'm going to eat. I don't even know. Then I have to go to work. Then I have to do this. And bodybuilding helps keep structure in my life. 
I, I, it forces me to prioritize things like abdominal strength or stretching in the morning, waking up and making sure I drink water. You know, that is also a part of self-care. So bodybuilding is my life but in a healthy kind of way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. So it like gives you the structure that allows you to be effective um, in your studies. So cool. Okay. So for some folks who might be like me and who are interested in us, you know, beginning their bodybuilding journey, do you have any advice on how to get started? Yes, I would say don't be hard on yourself and really do your research. If you are interested in joining a team or actually interested in getting a coach, do your research. Just because someone has a gazillion followers on Instagram does not make them certified or qualified for that. And also research because there's a lot of free stuff out there as well. And just always remember, just because flexible dieting works for someone, it doesn't mean it's going to work for someone else. Some people actually need the structure of a meal plan. But at the end of the day, my best advice is it's your journey and nobody else's journey. So don't let anyone impact your journey, because at that point, it's not about you and it's about them. Oh, that's, that's, that's helpful in all parts of life, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Um, kind of in the same vein, um, you know, if we're looking for trainers or we want to make sure that we're eating right, another concern like grad students have is just like money, right? Like how can we do this on a budget? Yeah. So I haven't had fast food since like 2010 because I actually have gastroesophageal reflux disease. So even if I wanted to eat like fried food, my body's like, nah. But I did go with someone uh, about two months ago, they went to go buy breakfast at McDonald's. And I was like, how much does that cost? That was like $12 for a sandwich. That's expensive. And if you really, really think about it, I mean, what's the difference between jasmine rice at Whole Foods and like white rice at Walmart? Nothing, nothing at all. You don't have to give into the fancy brand names that people are buying. And sometimes buying in bulk really does save you a lot. Like I've lived by myself since I was 17 and I've managed to get a Costco or Sam's Club card at some point. They even have discounts on Groupon, wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) And I just buy in bulk. Like I've had enough rice. The whole rice has lasted me like almost 18 months. It was like a 25 pound bag of rice. The oatmeal's like, I don't buy the little fancy oatmeal packets. I buy like the full on raw oats, excuse me. I'll blend it if I wanted to cook it or I just eat them raw or whole. Like you don't have to give into brand names. You could buy Walmart, Publix, Safeway, wherever you're at. And also don't be afraid of frozen vegetables and don't be afraid to buy stuff that's not in se- that that isn't seasoned that it's on sale like you do not have to be bougie when it comes to trying to live a fit life. To be honest, don't even buy organic stuff. Truly, what is the difference at the end of the day? That's what I would say. I think people want to be like, oh, I only go to Whole Foods and only get organic. That's all. If it's not organic, I don't want it. It's like, no, it does not. It literally doesn't matter at this point. 
Definitely. I think there's like a lot of prestige, right? Or like, yeah, yeah it says, you think it says something about you to shop at Whole Foods yeah. when they sell it at Walmart or anywhere, Target. Um, okay, so you kind of hit on this. And so your name on Instagram is The Fit Foodie. <laughs> so I like, you know, I'm not a chef by any means. So like, where do you get your ideas from um, for what you cook? So it's interesting. Uh, one of my good friends, her dad just asked me this. Um, so I grew up in the military, as I mentioned before, but we grew up overseas. Like I was born in Japan. I spent most of my life between Japan, Korea, and Hawaii. And I am of Puerto Rican descent. So there were a lot of things that I would always want, but we just literally couldn't get it. So my mom was like, oh, you want cake? Make it. And I'd be like, what? She's like, you want that? Make it. So then back then we had like recipes we had cookbooks. And then when Ask Jeeves came out, that was like my jam. Oh, okay. you know, I would ask Jeeves everything. And then I just found myself making things because either one, my parents couldn't afford it or two, the resources weren't available. And then I want to say being, being a dietetic student in my undergrad, I learned a lot, especially when I took food science, changed my whole entire life. But it wasn't until my parents at the time were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which I just want to say uh, my parents through health and wellness never had to take insulin a day in their life. So that's like maybe a subject for another day. But I truly believe in the power of food and we like eating. It's in our culture. So at that point, I was like, I need to find a way where we can still do fun stuff as a family, still eat good food and not be like, oh, that tastes horrible or that's so bland. So I started coming up with ways to make comfort food healthy and it just evolved after that. Oh, I love that story. I really do. Okay, so it kind of like brings us full circle because we kind of started talking about family too, right? So food is a way yes, to bring you all together. <laughs> okay, um, is there anything else you think that you would want to mention to our, our listeners who are in grad school, um, who are thinking about fitness? I would just say, um, you know, I think so often as a society, we get stuck going so fast, you know, the go, 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 go. But as a grad student, it's important to sometimes pause and truly pat yourself on the back and realize everything you're doing. Uh, it's so easy to be like, I'm not doing enough or I wish I could do this better. But just the fact that you got, that you applied to go to grad school, you got into grad school and you're doing the work is more than your average American does. So you don't have to go at the pace of the guy or gal to your left or your right. You've got your own path, your own pace, and you'll accomplish it when it's meant for you to be accomplished and never get around, which is like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Just three questions. So not too bad. So the first one is if you could please give three words to describe wellness in grad school. Crucial. Mm, exhilarating hard <laughs> that's honest <laughs> okay cool so the second question is what are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey Ooh, I hate to say Instagram <laughs> oh, that's fun it's great <laughs> and uh YouTube yeah no, it's real. Like YouTube has so many great resources for free. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to switch up the last one because we kind of uh, hit on it already. But is 
Um, so I'm going to ask you, what is one thing you're going to do in 2021 to prioritize your wellness? I'm going to listen to my, I'm going to listen to my body, mind, and soul and make sure that they're in sync with one another. Because when one's not, then you reach that point of exhaustion and then you're back to where you started off with poor wellness. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, Emily, that's all I have for you. Thank you for being on the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast. Um, if people wanted to follow you, where can they find you? Emily, the fit foodie. Easy. Okay, I'll <laughs> put it in the show notes and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of new followers. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Have a great weekend. You too. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.